Dragon Party. Sponsored by... <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish. We're not sponsored yet, everyone, but we're getting there. We're totally getting there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Brett Brandis, for this get-together, and uh, joining me, as always, it's my co-host. His name, it's Eric. Eric, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell him your name. Well, uh, I was going to come in here with little low energy and put in no effort, and then I decided to rebalance. So, <laughs> your your effort level? <laughs> okay, all right. Don't worry. It's going to be... I dig it. It's going to be better than that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> I expect you to balance your jokes out. Anyways, uh, we are back on a D&D episode today. We're going to be talking about some class rebalancing. We are now, I don't know, I think we're a little over halfway uh, in all of our class review series. No? Or are we about, maybe just about half? We're about halfway. So we kind of broke from the mold after we did our first one. We immediately changed. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So that one's got to get re-edited. Yeah, so we got to redo that one. And I think... That would have put us over the halfway mark, but I. But think now we're right at half. It. Yeah, so there you go. So yeah, we're we're halfway through all the classes, talking about all the classes in Dungeons and Dragons Five E. So we wanted to actually go take a look back at all the classes that we've talked about and kind of change a few things from each of the classes that we think uh, was severely lacking, like to the point where it was the wrong choice to go with that class, or possibly the wrong choice on the opposite end. There are some cases where we're thinking, like, it shouldn't, they should not have written it this way, because now it just makes it, all the other uh, uh, attempts at the class are incorrect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Two things are maybe too strong. When we were going over the sorcerer class, we were kind of saying, like, ah, some of these, it just feels like, well, if I'm recommending, it's like, well, if you want to be good, you have to, pick one of these classes unless you want to do something very specific and like not game mechanics related yeah so you're just like uh, okay i guess I'll <laughs> we're just like All right, let's turn that dial down a little bit yeah yeah um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get to that specific class it kind of really only happened for one we found though that there, there's some different arguments for for each of these classes uh what right. should be done so uh, before we get all that, we're back at the party. So what will you be drinking today? Well, by the time this comes out, it won't matter anymore. But we are recording this on uh, my St. Patty's Day. special yeah. day. So I'm drinking Big Day. Hey, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went. I, I, did the, I did the same thing, but with whiskey. I have the Jameson out. So, there you go. Yeah, you gotta go. Exactly, you gotta, you gotta pay get homage. Gotta pay homage. This is uh, the the Jameson. Uh, it's it's like it's barrel stout version or whatever it's called. Because it's it's not the oh, no, it's not it's cast strength, stout. but it's not. Yeah, it's like it's like stout edition. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a cask mate. They call them. Cask mate, uh, yeah, yeah, cask mate, and this one's the stout edition. So I think they literally took the whiskey and, and aged it in a barrel that was like a stout was stored in there so it kind of takes on some of the creamier darker flavors of the stout it's interesting (laughs) uh, as far as whiskeys go it's it's interesting 
that Ireland has like they're they're like one of those countries that has weird laws on whiskey. We're just like, nah, whatever you want to do, call it whiskey. We don't really care. Nah. <laughs> uh, that one in particular, I I have some experience with because it, it, we served at the bar that I worked at, and yeah. that one in particular, they're like, ooh, it tastes really good, like with a Guinness. Like that was where it was meant for. Oh, okay. But it tastes different, like after you take God, a I, Guinness and the Guinness. I don't know if I'd like that. <laughs> it like that it seems it, odd. It tastes like actually a little bit different. Now it's been a <laughs> while, and you know maybe the different batches come up, but yeah, right. Uh, all right, and back on a D and D episode. So the next yeah. thing we like to talk about is kind of our our personal D and D campaign, and and we like to just. You know, talk about a funny story that's happening or, or what's yeah. going on in our current D&D campaign. Uh, we are in a homebrew world of Eric's uh, making, Eric's own yes. making now. So we have finally separated from the pre-existing campaign of Barovia, which is common. I think there's a, not only Lord of Strahd now, right? There's like another campaign that takes place yeah, in now, Barovia. Yeah, so the these books, they're kind of, it's silly but they they kind of split them up into campaign modules so it's like here is yeah. a pre-built campaign i can give to somebody and I'm like all right i can just run through this and play it but then there's campaign settings which is just like essentially they do all the world building for you but there's not really that much in the modules anyway <laughs> <So> <laughs> to begin with like, yeah so it's just like all right there's a city oh here's a little quest it's like, oh, that's in the campaign settings too but in the campaign setting it opens up to different area so it's not right. just the valley of, of uh, barovia barovia yeah uh so anyway back onto our homebrew world right now uh we left off where we've already entered the realm of madness where i follow the i'm a trickery cleric i followed sheo gorath from the elder scrolls games uh-huh. literally that sheo gorath which just kind of means he could be anyone he wants to be because he's a mad god <laughs> so it's it's a lot of fun to include someone like that in, in your homebrew world? Yeah, it, it really was. And I, I don't know if you ended up catching on to it, but one of the things in the uh, in the temple was, you know, it was bringing people from all over, and everyone thought a different god brought them here. Whether <laughs> 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 it was, like, just coming from different, but it was like, oh, yeah, I'm from, like, I'm a follower of Bahama. He told me to come here. <laughs> right, right, right. No one has any clue why they're there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, so we finished that part. We we almost died to spiders that we mentioned last episode, where, you know, because we just had to do a little side quest, and Eric was like, I'm going to kill you instead. And we're like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know. We realized it going to be hard. <laughs> hey, now. And then, uh, so just recently, we finally got back to a city and had a, a grand old shopping episode, which you always have to have one of, especially after, like, such a long quest line that we had, where it was, like, one after another into finally being back into a city setting you know we had all this new gold to toss around and yeah and you guys leveled up so you're like oh, you leveled up yeah so weapons and stuff it was a great time to to restock and refuel and have a, a shopping episode and it was definitely a lot of information gathering as well and that the city is the best place to do that you're not going to find Mr. Random Stranger in the middle of the forest who's going to give you all the secrets to what you need hey, to know. by the way, I have something that's very particular and specific to your backstory. Whoa, exactly. Awesome. Right. 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 So it's like, it's super necessary with like yeah. storyline building is like, we have to gather, glean the information from somewhere. Yeah. And um, I, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to get on a little bit here. And so... Very classic uh, D&D happened to me 
as the DM and as like the person <laughs> telling the story. Um, so the, the, the party left the, uh, like left the curse of Strahd campaign. And one of the characters, you know, friend of the show, frequent co-host Pat, this is going to sound like it's against him, but it's not. Um, his character, like his core motivations are like, he, he's a rich aristocrat. So he's motivated by money. He's very yeah. prideful and like wanting to protect his family. Those three things. And as every good character, when you're building it should have, like you should have several motivations. Um, his whole character premise was like, well, my little brother got exiled after almost beating someone to death. Um, right. And we lost track of him, so I'm going to go find him. Uh, turns out, found him dead. Uh, and now he wants to go back to his home city, uh, which is also called Ravenloft. Um, <laughs> Funny <Alex> enough. <laughs> Pat named that one before he knew that was pretty recursive. Yeah, it was Castle Ravenloft. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, well, all right. <laughs> um, it was, I, I like to let my, the players do some of their own little thing. Um, right. But they go back there, and I was like, okay, know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create, like, a, a full story with, like, oh, you go back to Ravenloft, and guess what? Ooh, there's somebody who worked with your little brother. Turns out your little brother might have been framed or set up <laughs> for the, this fight, and you have to go meet with me in this seedy part of town. What? Were we being followed? track down to uh chase in the sewers fight happens oh this group is like turning people into monsters with this like weird magical artifact doesn't that sound interesting <laughs> nope <laughs> nah <laughs> what else you got <laughs> you can kill some weird spiders we're gonna make that our top priority immediately <laughs> that did happen that did ha i, I kind of threw a wrench into that though you, because you did a little bit but then yeah. after after that, I was like, okay, they did the thing. We kind of had to do that because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, so upon coming back to the city, right, you kind of reintroduced that character, like, right? Hey, yeah. Here's remember me? Figure. Like, remember <laughs> yeah. me? And remember this, like, big plot point? <laughs> and then you guys, oh I was like, God. either going to do this or, hey. And like, then we're like, you're going to leave. Yeah, we're just going to leave. And I was like, okay, I, that's fine. <laughs> Oh, we'll probably go here. Because, Message received. Yeah. Brett wants to go, or Brett's character wants to go find the Wabajack. Here's a couple locations where you can find information. And then one <laughs> right. of our other characters just like, hey, here's this thing I've casually mentioned a couple times that I want to go here. And then just like, we're going here. <laughs> I'm just like, well, fine. <laughs> I guess, I guess, we're, I guess. We had to give someone else like the, the reins for once. We're like, I know, I, like yeah. as soon as like I learned all my information, like I did, I did a lot of work that episode too, trying to get what I yeah. could. Oh yeah, so, I love that part. Yeah, we could we could talk about that quickly. It was a, it was a fun moment where Eric's clearly trying to like, you know, hey, go this way, go 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 back to the house. We'll tell you where to go from there. And I was like, fuck that shit, and <laughs> immediately turned invisible and like skirted past yeah, all of Eric's defenses. But I honestly love that because. I lie as NPCs all the time to you guys. And, and right. Yeah. A ton, a ton of times I'm just like, ooh. There could there could they could have been you're right. We were just asking our, our people back there and, and Eric's yeah. guards were saying, like, no, no, no I one's know. back there. And they seemed very convincing about it and they were just trying to keep us out. And I was like, F that, I'm going in. 
Yeah, going in. Yeah, <laughs> and there, there was one guy there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I deceive. I attempt to deceive you guys. Hope sometimes, hopefully, that you'll like kind of circumvent that a little bit. Right. So sometimes it's like. Oh, yeah, like, man, we're uh, level 13 now. I, I pulled out all the stops. Yeah, also, <laughs> these guards suck. Man. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was making them do shit for me. I was disappearing on them. Yeah. I was doing all kinds of shit. Disguising yourself as other people. and I, I was, yeah, I, I looked like other people. I so wanted, because it would have been way more interesting if they were like, oh, now there's a chase. Like, now, oh, there was this tiefling. <laughs> Wait, remember, we kind of heard he was causing trouble back at, the, like, the masquerade thing that happened earlier. Is this <laughs> the same guy? Maybe there's wanted posters out there, and you have to figure that out. Because, like, again, you're level 13. There's, if you wanted to kill all these guards in... 10 seconds, you could have. Easily. <laughs> they had stayed no chance in a show of force. <laughs> right. Like five of them there. And it was it was more of a exercise of what you wanted to do to them rather than right, <laughs> right. You do them. But they just were just like, <laughs> nah, I'm just all <laughs> fours of my perception and insight. I, I don't know what this guy's doing, but Saving let him bros. do it. <laughs> nah, I'm just like, ah, I don't get paid enough to do this. Yeah. yeah. L- lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, alright, we'll move finally into our, our main topic then now, which is, uh, the class rebalancing. And, and before we get to specific classes, we're gonna overarching talk about why it's important, we think, in our minds, that some of these classes should be rebalanced in the first place. Like, why would we even care to do that? Why would it be important to do that? Yeah, because so many of these classes, they have, like, a really cool like feeling to them or they have like a really interesting ability and then it's just not fulfilled. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, Oh man, this it's is just really like cool. actively terrible. And you're like, it's feeling bad. Like the yeah. whole time. Or it's like you, you using your ability goes against like another core feature of your class. And you're just like, well, I have to constantly choose between doing what my class wants me to do. And then doing what my subclass wants me to do. And usually the class wins out. You're just like, I feel like I don't even have a subclass here. <laughs> I, I would also say, too, I remember, like, vividly, actually, on my first time ever playing D&D, there's a big difference between, like, skill level in D&D and then your class just being, like, generally weak at stuff. And, like, it feels really bad. So, like, I remember playing a druid on my first go-around ever. Sometimes druids are known to be, like, an actively strong class. Well, not when I was playing it. <laughs> so, like, I vividly remember being like, I'll attack him. I roll for damage. I'll deal four damage. And I was like, oh, what the hell was that? And then, like, the next guy over to me is rolling, like, 30 damage on, like, oh, like, like his first strike. And then he's like, and now I'll do a second one. And I was like, a what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. what, did, what did he say? A what? second... I could do four damage twice. Uh, <laughs> it's like, and it feels bad when you're like yeah. trying to be a player and like actively trying to do what you can, and yet your class is just like, nah, nah, I'm not, I don't do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's man, it's the, it's the nature of D and D where you you want to just play these characters throughout the entire thing you don't want to keep like cycling them out because right i don't know and it's and it's fine but you know to to my point uh also it's important to have that that 
both characters are at least doing in the same genre of the same damage. Because if you're not, well, the DM's got to balance it for one of the two. Probably the guy that's doing the 50 damage a turn. Not you're doing three damage a turn, and then it's like you're you're jet you're like actually doing nothing now. <laughs> yeah, you are, and then the rest of the party has to like do stuff to help you out because you're just dying all the time. <laughs> and do and doing nothing and in doing response. Nothing to help. It's just like oh. it feels bad. So it's really important to get not only the classes themselves balanced, but like your party should be balanced with each other. There's going to be that barbarian or paladin that's going to end up doing more a rogue. That's doing more damage than the rest of the party. Yeah. Or maybe a fireball from a wizard, but... Yeah, but that's fine. Because as long as you're... If you're in, like, the damage role, then you should be doing a lot of damage. But, yeah, it's just like, man, I'm the fighter. I'm supposed to be doing a lot of damage. But, like, man, this two-weapon fighting thing is not working out the way it works. Yeah, right? And that's that's one for sure. We're not going to get to that class today, though. Um, And even Ranger, who's another one that could do something like that. We'll definitely talk about... Uh, two-handed we won't at all in this episode we won't get there because none of these classes need it we actually have a lot of uh spell casters i've noticed <laughs> we, have, we got a, a majority of them done it seems so a lot more martial characters coming up next um but that that's that's the main reason why we want to talk about rebouncing so our strategy for rebouncing is we're going to go class by class into all the ones that we have done since the all of our class reviews so you can go back and listen to all of our specific class reviews for all of the subclasses me and eric are each gonna pick out one subclass and in a majority of these cases we both picked out the same one uh that we were like this this just needs to change this is a something that could be cool and they just somehow they didn't do it right (laughs) yeah they either like just just flat out missed the mark or there's just like ooh, this would be cool but do a little tweak um I, and I don't know about you, but I definitely didn't want to do like a full rebuild because I, then there's just too many dials to turn. We're just going to like nudge one in the right direction. Sometimes that can't be helped. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say on like two, maybe three of these, I would probably need a full rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> but the rest of them, yeah, there's just like there's a few dials you just need to tick up, which in those cases, it's so much easier too. Because yeah. in those cases, you could just talk to your like. In the full rebuild, we're talking about just straight up homebrewing your own homebrew. Which at that, at that point, at that point, you might as well. Uh, the the dial changing ones is super easy to be like, hey DM, this thing says this. Can we just change it to like this wording to make it actually useful, and then we'll move on, see how yeah. it works, and and uh, should be fun. Yeah, and understanding that, yeah, like hey, we might need to change it back. Like if we. Turn the dial up right. too much, and like we've done that, you and I with like certain. Man- yeah, we built some items that we right, and we said, like, "Nah, this didn't feel right. Let's yeah. let's dial that one back a bit," and and it feels a lot better in its current state. It's yeah, definitely right, right where it should be. I should probably use it more, honestly. <laughs> so, I just like don't think about it. Yeah, so, sometimes those activated like or. Items that have like special abilities when you're a spellcaster because you're just looking at your spells. You're looking at right. I'm looking. I'm looking at spells. What can I do? What can I do with spells? Spells. 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 Right. Yeah. There's like. Oh no. I have like items that do Uh, stuff. Hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like recency bias, right? Where I just picked it up and now I'm like looking for every reason to use stupid things that I bought, and I'm like, 
<laughs> How dark is it? <laughs> How dark is it? It is, it is like 1 p.m. Midday. Oh, I'll just wait okay, here. So you're just telling me it's pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> what if I close my eyes? Then it's pretty dark. So if I step behind this building, it's shady, right? How <laughs> shady. Oh, man. Is it cloudy uh, <laughs> Is there a cloud about to go in front of the sun? <laughs> uh... Uh, that's in reference to a specific item that requires it to be in dim light to use yeah, it. So the only time you can use it yeah. <laughs> is in dim light. Yeah. So I look for every opportunity that it's dark out. Like, okay. I Suddenly, use there's going to be a lot of, like, oh, this room is just has the daylight spell. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, no, why? <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> uh, let's kick it off with everyone's big old favorite beast of the barbarian. Yeah, the barbarian. I feel like we're gonna say this a lot, but like the base class um, is just good. like it kind of does. It solves a lot of the problems for you. <laughs> it's like yeah, you resistance a bunch of stuff. Funny enough, with the barbarian, it's like you could go a lot of ways. It's it's what we found when we did the review. Uh, there was just certain subclasses in which there were once you were in the subclass, there were right choices and wrong choices. So yeah. you think of the the totem warrior, and it was like, well, choose bear. Like, why choose bear? <laughs> bear yeah, choose, choose bear. bear. You can't you can't not choose bear. So choose bear. And that, that at that like we could talk about totem warrior as as, as one to fix maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's do that. So one of the fixes I think about is um, so with rage, psychic damage isn't prevented. With the sorry, with the totem war warrior, psychic damage isn't prevented, and I was thinking like, okay, let's add like necrotic and radiant to that mix because it still can feel like in your mind that it isn't like physical stuff because it's like, oh, it's from like divine powers coming in, and it it's not like it's force damage or like you know fire damage or anything like that. And also necrotic damage is pretty common damage type for creatures. So it actually will come up, mm. but like anytime you're facing still like 85% of creatures, it's still like ideal cold damage. It's like, all right, still resistant to that. <laughs> uh, what is that? Just to lessen the effect of bear to make it yeah, more interesting just to, or like just to tone down bear a little bit. Man, I feel like you'd have to go even harder than that. <laughs> probably, probably, but like, yeah, I was thinking like from a DM. It's just I so actually, good to have resistance to all that. Well, right in in rage in general, you automatically get what the bludgeoning, slashing, piercing, right? Yeah. That's automatic with the class, right? So this is just saying, yeah, now all the elemental stuff is uh, is also all the, the elemental, the like the crowd which doesn't really make sense course. when you think of the bear, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it says in its statement, like the spirit of the bear is tough enough to stand up to anything. Yeah, exactly. Except for psychic damage. So, so now I'm just like, uh, what ways can I manufacture psychic damage? And there's just not enough stuff out there that has psychic damage makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, if we add like necrotic to this list that you don't have resistance to, it's like, okay, I can see like, oh, we're facing a bunch of undead stuff. Okay, ooh, I might actually have to think about like the problem acting. is also the rest of the ones are terrible. Like the, all the other choices are st just not good. You'd still just take yeah. It's like you'd have to. I honestly, you'd have to buff 
all the rest of the other choices while also reducing the bit because it's, it's just that wide of a gap yeah. for that one in particular and otherwise the class is fine i mean it, it's whatever yeah all the other the barbarian cool. class yeah it's it's a barbarian class you can do what you want i wanted in particular the one i wanted to point out which i we mentioned in the episode uh was the path to the beast and this isn't because it was a poorly designed class or anything like that it's actually really cool class it's just that it tails off so hard yeah that's kind of they, how... they gave you this awesome ability and then didn't scale it they just left yeah. it alone and you're like well, hold on. I'm level 11 now. Why does my form of the beast still just do a 1d8 piercing damage? I know, right? And it's like you're presented with this like sick-ass glaive that's like plus 2 and it deals an extra d4 of lightning damage or something. You're like, ah, well, this is better <laughs> than, <laughs> than what, I, what I have here. So I think I'm just not going to use my ability <laughs> even though at level 10 they give you like an additional ability like telling you no no no, keep using your natural weapons and it's like but my natural weapons do no damage why would i use them yeah so i i just think all you have to do is turn up the dials at specific levels it's it's fine for level three maybe at level six maybe you could add in the additional dice because or, or do you get, you probably get two attacks by then, so you're probably fine. Yeah, you do get two attacks, and I think... So then you're probably fine, yeah. but I think probably at the level 10 mark, you probably dial it up. You probably, you know, add the extra dice in there. Yeah, because like, for so for claws, it deals a d6 slashing damage. You can make an additional attack, but like... Which would only be three attacks, right, instead of yeah, two? exactly, and it's like, three d6, like... That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> when you think of like a paladin, that's his like base damage. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> At level 10. Meanwhile, if you added a d6 to that, though, if it was 2d6 and you got three attacks, that might feel pretty cool as like a rapid, bam, 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 you know, yeah. like slap him around. And like 2d6, that's what a, uh, like, that's what a long or a greatsword does. So. Wow. See, yeah, it doesn't even scale to like a regular greatsword. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, it's not like you're getting any bonus damage on these they're your natural weapons so you actually need all the help in the world because there's no addition it's not you're never going to get a plus three sword you have to use these claws they if you want to use these abilities i i also think this class and and this is goes for a bunch of these types of things where it's like you use your just your your natural weapons just like it says uh mm. is there's no good real feat because if you're you wielding a two-handed weapon or shooting a bow, you automatically have like these sharpshooter and great weapon master feats. That right, are right. This is the scaling. Because you can yep. just, when you already have a plus like 10 to attack, you can be like, okay, I'm going to take this down because I'm going to get advantage because of reckless. And now I'm going to add 10 damage on the back end. But like you, you don't have a good enough feat with these. Yep. So you, you need to, uh, you kind of need to like pump up these subclasses a little bit because the yeah, th this one in particular is like a straight, just a dial click. It, it, like we just need, like the class is fine. It's cool. It's interesting. It does stuff. We just have to dial that, that, that damage dial. We just got to just tune it to the right spot. Make you even with the plus three swordsman that's slashing, hacking and slashing. Yeah. With great weapon master, like the infectious fury. I'd almost like, so I initially to take away this, like, target takes additional 2d12 
psychic damage because you can only use that uh, a certain number of times and just be like yeah level 10 bump those bad boys up to like a d12 or <laughs> or like 2d6 or something like that mm-hmm. um yeah all right it has to hit with this wisdom save to, to even take the damage to yeah. it's got to fail it and yeah you can only use it a certain number of times where great weapon master feet you can just do whenever yeah <laughs> it's just it feels bad yeah so yeah, this is just a, a straight up class where I just say like, what a cool class, but what the hell? Why didn't they scale it? They didn't dial it up. Yeah, and yeah, this thing is for this level ten ability is supposed to help out with that, but it's just like, man, yeah, it looks, but it's, it looks, I think uh, it's like a cool ability. I don't think of it as like, there's my damage. No, I right. think of it as like, here's a cool thing that could incite someone's rage and do something cool. Yeah, exactly. Just they need more cool stuff leading into that. Nonsense. Because Arbor and it's just like, oh, I hit with two attacks with Great Weapon Master. Okay, I do like 4d8 plus like 42 damage. <laughs> <Just> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this this <laughs> class can't do that. There's no bonuses to, <laughs> to speak of. <laughs> Here's like, I dealt 3d6 plus 12 for three yeah. attacks. <laughs> right. And wasn't there one other uh, subclass you wanted to call out yeah, for the, Barbarian? The Storm Herald. This kind of does something similar in the way that it it's not just like, hey, you're a barbarian. We're just going to lead into that, like the Berserker. Does. Yeah, we definitely talked about this one in particular uh, during the review as well, where we were like, why didn't they just do it like like this? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's an easy fix here, and they just decided not to go with it. The big things that uh, that just kind of have to change, and if anyone wanted to play this in my games, I'd be like, hey, it, maybe... Uh, Instead of changing your environment, so with a Storm Herald, you change, you choose Desert Sea or Tundra, and then you have different abilities based on that. But you can only change the environment when you gain a level. I'm just like, just, <laughs> just long every rest. time you rage, yeah. Or, I'd or say every time you rage. Yeah, I'd say any time you rage because it's it, that's when it activates. It's it's not taking effect before that anyway. Yeah. So and, it would just be I rage. I choose this. Why not? It, that it, there's plenty of classes that do that. Exactly. Like th- there are so many uh, uh, like in practice scenarios where when you level up, you don't know what environment you're going to next because you level up at the end of the adventure. So you're in the tundra and you're like, "Well, I st- stuck with this desert aura, <laughs> but here we are in the cold in the tundra. tundra. I'd love to have this tundra. Cold damage everywhere. Yeah, I'd love to have resistance to cold damage, but I don't. And then you're like, you killed the ice dragon. You level <laughs> up, but you're going to leave the tundra. So you're like, okay, where are we going, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah. And so I said that I said to increase the frequency, which you can change. And also, I think at so it, the, the range of the aura. Starts out at ten feet, which I get. You're in melee combat, but I think when you get new uh, aura abilities at six level and like fourteenth level, and even at ten, I think you should just bump up the range. So, like at yeah. six level, it's like twenty feet, and then at tenth level, it's like forty feet or something. Right, because it stays at ten. Is that right? Is yeah, that correct? Oh, that's so bad. Right, because then it's doing stuff like it tells you like everyone that's standing it, it gets also damage resistant, but like. It's within ten feet. So, like, right. who's who's really standing within ten feet of you? So. And the joke at four, level fourteen is like, oh, everyone is flying. So, <laughs> if it's like, no, I'm I have my wings out. I'm gonna go fly around now. It's like it kind of 
Yeah, the aura should be huge by then. It should be just, yeah, yeah by, by 14th level, the aura should be, like, just, like the whole battlefield. Yeah. 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 Just, like, the, everywhere around you. If you are anywhere within the vicinity, you're in the aura. Right, exactly. That's Those are easy. Those are also easy. That's that's a change of the dial. That's just literally, yep. like, the class is fine. It does some interesting stuff. Just change the dial up. And I could see at, like, 6th level or 10th level, maybe the range is, like, too big. And you're like, hey, I kind of like having forcing the players to have to choose been like oh i'd really love to get this tactical advantage from being in a different position but i'm sacrificing being in the aura i like that choice. i mean i feel like if it's but, only 20 feet by then that's yeah, exactly. probably fine but, but 10 feet's real bad 10, 10 feet's feet, still like just you're never gonna be there yeah yeah exactly so that's just it's not useful at 10 feet so there's the Barbarian. We'll next move into the Rogue class. And the Rogue, honestly, if we're going to talk about multiple ones, this is a class that we probably should talk about multiple ones. Because th- there are just some real stinkers in there. <laughs> and I want to start with the Assassin. Because I think this is the number one stinker of like, I feel like you could fix it so easily. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. Th- there's one big thing with the assassin that, that we'll get into. But yeah, I, I think with the rogue in particular, it's just like, man, the swashbuckler and arcane trickster, in my opinion, are just like so good. That's like, so swashbuckler, you're always going to have your sneak attack. So you don't really even have to try. Soul knife is good. You just get more damage. Arcane trickster, you get access to all these awesome spells. Yeah, it's but cool. then it's like, ah, so wait, why am I playing the mastermind again? Like... Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would say of the ones left, I I played the Inquisitive Road, and it was awesome. I think Inquisitive's fine. It was a lot of fun. And the Scout Road's actually pretty good, too. That, yeah. Scout gets some good stuff, especially later on. It it, it scales up pretty high mm-hmm. in later. The rest of them, eh, there's something to be desired, I think. I mean, I don't remember Phantom that much at all. Um, I don't know what it does, but... I think... Um... Thief is another one that's just like... Okay. That one's lacking. It's like the, the player handbook ones are lacking, which is sad because that's like where a lot of people are going to... Other than Arcane Trickster, which is almost like you if you are playing player's handbook only, play the Arcane, play Trickster, the Arcane Trickster or you're pl- probably playing Rogue wrong. <laughs> yeah. The, it's sad has, enough. There's The spells that the Arcane Trickster gets can do most of the things that the Thief can do better like from a mechanical perspective mm-hmm. because a lot of the a lot of um abilities are just window dressing around like does it give you a bonus does it give you advantage does it impose disadvantage and like those are the questions that are being asked um but uh some of these i think in the right campaigns would be good like if you're playing a really low combat campaign i could see like oh you know what i'm gonna be a thief or something like that but but uh, but you don't get to choose if you're a little combat campaign, <laughs> right? Sometimes it just or like every you suddenly realize that you love combat way more than you thought you were going to, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and then now you're in a combat heavy campaign because that's what you and everyone else wants. It's like ah, well, right. I wish I was like you know soul knife or whatever. Uh, so going to my my pick of the assassin, where you like, th- there's just some clear ones that you have to change. The thirteenth level ability in imposter is a joke. It's, it's, it's literally, it's saying like, it's ability is like role play. Like you do in D and D and you're like, what the, right. I'm already 
Like, what are you talking about? Like, 13th level ability that it gives you says play D&D for a bit. And you're like, what the hell? It's literally blank. <laughs> it's, it's actually just blank. And what I think should be subbed in there is they should give you a giant bonus to your initiative. Because this whole class is based off of you going first. And if you don't go first as the assassin rogue, you actually, your whole class is blank. The whole class is blank. It's, yeah, because the way surprise works, and just to remind everybody how surprise works. So surprise um, isn't like a free round that, that your party gets and your opponents don't. You roll initiative, and then the peop- the party who is surprised or everyone who is surprised just doesn't do anything for their turn in the initiative. And at the end of their turn, they lose the surprise quote-unquote condition. So yeah, if they go before you, they're surprised, then they're not surprised, and you're like, well, I didn't even get to go. <laughs> now, yeah, it, it's, that's pretty easy just to like like DM around, because it's like, they're surprised, you all get to go, and they're all surprised for the whole round. But yeah, it's just... but. Um, and then yeah. furthermore, I think it's ninth level to me is also a blank sheet. That should just say, like, you should, with ninth level, I think what it should say, infiltration expertise makes sense. Well, what it should do is give you things like the sky self uh, as a as a cantrip. It should just like give it to you. Well, maybe not as a cantrip, but like as a you can cast it for free every. That's day. basically what it's saying. But yeah, it's just like it is. You get a but first level spell just for being level nine, like yeah, it's pretty bad here. But yeah, but it should it should give you a lot more than that too. It should give you like double the proficiency bonus on acrobatics. I think, um, for free. Uh, and I don't know a whole bunch of stuff that just makes it sound like you're an actual like you can infiltrate something <laughs> really easily. It's, yeah, just be, right. Because like, not not everything has to be a combat ability. This one could be a like all right. If I wanted to infiltrate something, what would I need? Like, what would be the perfect character? The perfect cat. What do they, what do they call him? Cat, <laughs> cat burglar. Yeah. What kind of skills would he have? And it's level 9 abilities to just give them all to you. <laughs> As like yeah. a, you are the perfect infiltrator now. So I, I think, I think what they did, this is my conspiracy theory, is that they <laughs> built like the arcane trickster, then they built the assassin, and they're like, oh, this is a thief. <laughs> and he needs to separate these two things. Um, because, right, because the thief also probably has a bunch of ways to infiltrate. Yeah, because infiltration sounds a lot like what a thief is going to do too. And I'm just thinking like mechanically, what would it be like? But they're oh, infiltrating for different reasons, right? The assassin's yeah. infiltrating to kill. This guy's infiltrating. To, the thief is infiltrating to steal. So that, yeah, they should give it different versions of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So, it, but so th- this is, this is one of the things that I, that I kind of saw and it was like, Oh, well this is the direction I think they should go. Um, because I loved everything that you said, and especially mm. that increased bonus to initiative. Um, that needs to happen needs to this happen. class. Um, is so when you, when you look at the bonus proficiencies, you get at third level. It's a disguise kit and a poisoner's kit, <laughs> and then all the abilities. Yeah, what's the poison pres- class? Yeah, where's uh, the poison class? Maybe was, make the assassin the poison class. Yeah, and I was thinking like, okay, how about at level at level. Th- three additional thing you can get is you can like create special poisons mm-hmm. and maybe the poison does the damage equal your to weapon. like your sneak attack damage or something mm. and then maybe at level nine you can coat your weapon and now it does like an extra like something or I, I don't know coat your weapon and now maybe their 
poisoned if you sneak attack with this weapon or right poisons do more stuff like you can make a poison that makes them tell the truth right or, and and now we're getting to the whole like boy you got to homebrew it right it's like it's like ignore this assassin exactly. class make a poisoner class and make it good <laughs> because like ignore this class and honestly this infiltration expertise and imposter thing like okay one of the base aspects of the rogue anyway is reliable talent so mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if i'm gonna it's like for deception if i have expertise and deception and reliable talent obviously like it's not unusual for my lowest role to be like an 18 or 20 something <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. it's just like uh, that's probably just good enough for like investigations things like that like oh make an investigation check rolled a t- oh, i rolled a two that's actually a 23 now so, okay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well you're gonna find everything anyway um yeah i think they should lean into this poisoner's kit Yep, yep. I like it. All right. Uh, do you want to talk the mastermind or just move on to the next one? Uh, I think we need to move on to the next one. All right, like we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, so the cleric is our next one. And funny enough, when we were going over the cleric, there are so many domains. And we had a tough time looking to balance one because, yeah. honestly, they're all pretty good. Yeah, they're all Cle- pretty good. Cleric is, um, I mean, again, like you were mentioning, we'll say it a million times. Uh, cleric is one of those classes where the base class is just so good. It's just you're, you can't be go wrong being a cleric. You're just a cleric is good. Yeah, all so, the casters like you can really do a whole bunch of stuff just by yeah. picking your spells that you like and then kind of roll like making your own class just by picking your spells. Right. So there's there's only like one little gripe that we had, and it was in a couple different domains, and and it and it's off of the the main cleric ability. We're just some of the classes for some reason they got totally squelched on like they're just having the worst ones. So I went over the Arcana <clears throat> domain. Uh, and its channel of divinity is the arcane abjuration, and it's just miserably bad. <laughs> like and <clears throat> unless you're in a very specific situation. And you just need to make it more generally useful. So it's all it does is that you present your holy symbol and one celestial, elemental, fey, or fiend within 30 feet of you has to make a wisdom save. If they failed, it's turned for one minute, which means it kind of attacks for you. But that that's it. That's, that's all it does. And it even has, <clears throat> you can't even be used if the creature's level is too high. So it's not like it automatically works if it's one of those types. It only works if it's one of those types and it's of a CR level lower than your level. Yeah, cast the, for. the normal turn undead is each undead. And this one is one. So if there's like three or four. All, all clerics are, are given the turn undead yeah. as, as well. They, they all have it. So that like this is just the other channel divinity that it's given. And it's just yeah. it's just like it's not going to ever be used. I know. and But like in high levels, you could just be fighting against like four or five rock elementals and be great. Just be like, I'm a target. I'm. I'm a cleric, I'm a tank, go in, turn them all, just like I do undead. No. One. One. <laughs> you get to you choose get, one. You only get one. And only if that elemental somehow has a CR level that's lower than a certain level. Yeah, exactly. It's really bad. It's pitifully bad. It's, it's I would just I would just change it entirely. I don't think I don't I think ignore all the words on this and create a brand new channel divinity that's 
completely different <laughs> and yeah. move on. Uh, man, it'd be cool if you could like use like your channel ability once a day to like copy over a spell at a spell book or something, or like make a, like a low level spell scroll or something. I mean, yeah, that or I was just thinking if they have to include this, I feel like maybe you give it this ability or you on the flip side, give it the ability to why, why not give it the ability to summon a celestial elemental fire fiend. Yeah, kind of do like the conjuration wizard thing. Yeah, just let me summon one of these things. Like, okay, there's none here for me to turn. Why can't I just summon one? It's not like it's going to change the course of the entire campaign. <laughs> it's like I'm so... <laughs> like, yeah, like a like half <clears throat> elementals. You know, it's just a, a little summon spell. That, you know, Classes have summon spells. You know, it, it would make sense with this class to have a summon spell, right? Well, why the not? reason why you can't do that is because that was going to be my suggestion for the Nature Cleric channel divinity. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the Nature Cleric? So let's go into that one, then. That's yeah, a good the Nature Domain segue. Cleric. I, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around, like, why thematically this is distinct from like just being a druid i get like maybe a druid you're not like nature maybe you're more like elemental forces and randomly it's like level one thing is you get heavy armor <laughs> yeah it's like and heavy armor because <laughs> like you still need to be clear. It's like what <laughs> yeah so so you also get nature domain spells and i just don't think they're very good speak with animals is fun animal friendship okay Bark skin, you're wearing heavy armor, so you another <laughs> creature, but <laughs> plant growth is fine. And then it's not until you get like level seven that you get Dominic Beast and you know, Tree Stride is good at level nine. No, the spells are pretty terrible, honestly. Yeah. It, it's not even it's not even the ones I would choose. Yeah, like if you were combing through the druid and just picked like serviceable ones, you'd be like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. But it's a uh, channel divinity definitely I would change. So this is charm, animal, and plants. So as an action, you use your channel divinity, and then each beast or plant creature you can see. At least it's each this time. At least time. it's each, yeah. It'd be weird if it's like, well, did a grass share a root system? So it's a one, <laughs> one plant. So each beast or plant creature you can see within 30 feet makes a wisdom save. If it fails, it's charmed by you. For one it's funny that it's the exact same thing as the as the Arcana one for its typings, right? Exactly. Other than the fact that at least this one's each. This one's each. But it's also funny that both of us still say, like, this isn't that useful, right? Like, Because <laughs> if you look at the rest of the class, all of its channel divinities are just generally applicable in all situations. Yeah. There's, like, always going to be a use for them. Yeah, like the and it just seems like these two are like damage on certain spells. Yeah, yeah, all, all of them. If you go into all of them, I I'm playing the trickery cleric. I can turn invisible. That's like always. I can yeah, I can summon a different person or turn invisible. It's always yeah. useful. And always one, useful. And this was something I um, I find true, but this isn't my observation. But it's just like even if you're playing in a you know, you're traveling in the forest a lot of the times, like, a lot of the creatures you find there and will fight, especially at the mid to high levels, aren't beasts, anyway. They're, like, monsters, or there's, like, hey, there's, like, a dragon terrorizing the village, or there's undead, and or, like, evil aberrations infesting the forest, and it's like, ah, 
can't do anything about that. <laughs> gotcha. So my uh, my suggestion was uh, you summon like a uh, animal representation of whatever deity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you have, and it'll, it's kind of make it a summon spell. Yeah. Yeah. So I and it'll it would have like certain characteristics. I kind of wanted to take in uh, inspiration from the uh, the the shadow sorcerer with like the hound, like maybe it would do something uh, special. I mean, you, you would also, in addition though, would have to leave in this charm animals and plants thing. Otherwise you have to also change its level 17 ability, which tells you that when you are commanding animals and plants, that uh, as a bonus action, you can change what all of them are going to do. Yeah. I would just change level 17 ability too. <laughs> I mean, you, you could just, sure keep the charm animals a plant. I will, you can charm as many trees as you want to. <laughs> because then you have to cast another spell to speak or no, you know, you, I guess you have to take speak with plants because you can't talk to them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, That's a little awkward. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's mostly focused on uh, just the core as long as the cleric's core class ability is generally applicable, or what we and Eric are saying is that it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's just, and that's why certain subclasses here are. We're looking at the ability and going, well, this is only useful in like this exact one little scenario. Yeah, and that's bad, and that like we should be able to do it more times exactly. than that. Because that's also going to feel really bad in a campaign if you have a cleric. It's like I've never once channeled by divinity like what am i yeah. supposed to do with this <laughs> or, yeah it's like every time you run into like a beast that you think could be helpful just like oh, hold on guy <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop no we we're running stop. away right now no no and then they make their wisdom save you're like ah never mind <laughs> <laughs> they just make the wisdom save um, but like oh, the rest man. of the rest of this class is good dampen elements yeah. strike all that stuff it's good yeah, the, the next class we're going to go into is the wizard. And the wizard's like one where it's like, why are you even talking about this? There is no subclasses on the wizard. It's a wizard. You build them any way you want. They have a billion spells. Yes, that's sort of true. The classes are are loose. There's not much there. Um, but sometimes we look at it and we're like, well, it didn't do anything though, that right, we wanted yeah. it to do. And it's hidden by the fact that you're just a wizard. And it's like... Oh yeah, I'm doing all this crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, you still look time. fine. And it's like, how many times have you used this ability? You're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> got me. Yeah. So the one that I had to point out was uh, the Conjuration Wizard, and, and it's because I think the flavor is all there for a Conjuration Wizard. It's making inanimate objects objects and having them do stuff. And yet you look at the class and you're like, okay, none of this does anything. <laughs> yeah. The doesn't yeah. do anything for you. It's just like, I mean, all of the second level spells, the first thing where they give you is like saying that like copying a spell costs half time, like whatever. That's that's something with the wizard classes. I get it. Um, it also gives you this minor conjuration. And just when you look at it, you're like, does it even do anything for you that a spell doesn't already? This one, I, I will go to bat for because it's the minor conjuration. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that it it's it's like adding the most useful version of, of like prestidigitation or ever. Yeah. Right. Cause it, it's just, you can make anything. Yeah. Because I would do stuff like, Hey, like I, I have the key mind feed. So like, I'm going to study, like they hand me a key. I'm going to study it. So then I can conjure it later. Um, That's pretty sweet. And you can, you can find cool stuff, but at the same time, like thinking about like 
the school of enchantments, hypnotic gaze. When you compare it to that, you're just like, oh, this yeah, is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. And then like it gives you some useful abilities. I love the benign transportation. Uh, but then the, and then it just like dies out. Like the focus conjuration and the durable sevens just don't do enough of what they should do. Yeah, you you get to level seven, you're like, wait, I picked this class because I wanted to like summon. Right, right, and nothing has done that yet. And like, I haven't done that at all. I haven't and done that at all, you unless you've taken it. the right ones. And then you're just like, oh, I just can't get my concentration broken? Like, <laughs> So you're still just taking the right ones? Yeah. Like, I... Did you have any suggestions? Because... No, I, I just think... So I think what they were going for here is the fact that, well, you have the wizard spellbook available to you, which means you get any summons that are in there anyway. And there's probably plenty of them. But I think it, the, what's in here should maybe support it a little better. Yeah, like the, um, the School of Necromancy, it helps buff your undead that you've used. Yeah, maybe undead. pull from... Yeah, what the necromancy's doing, because that feels pretty sweet, right? Where yeah. he, he's got so many zombies following him around and everything like that, and it gets, like, more and more powerful. And, yeah, even, like, it's number six. Like, it just gets its hit point increased by your wizard level. Why don't my conjurations get that? Exactly. If I conjure a blade, can't that blade have additional health equal to my wizard level? Because I'm a conjuration wizard, and I Yeah, in, this, in necromancy, you get the animate dead spell. Wouldn't it be cool if you got, like, summon elements? Yeah, or just given, given, yeah. Yeah, right. In addition to the fact, yeah, like, why, yeah, I get, I'm a wizard and I get to pick a billion spells, but can't you just give me, like, the animate object spell yeah, as, as a thing like with the class? Like, I should just have that. Yeah. And Maybe, like, even, even I should have that and not have to use a, a, a spell slot to use yeah. it. I'm a conjuration like, wizard. Just like let me use it. Yeah. yeah, I should be able to... Right, instead they gave you benign transportation, <laughs> which is like, yeah, useful, good, but... But it's, it's like, uh, and teleportation spells fall into the conjuration basket as far as schools. I think because they just didn't have a place for teleportation magic, and yeah, they're like, well, so. you're conjuring yourself in another place, I'm going to do those mental gymnastics. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, I feel like that should have just been like, like the school of transposition is its own thing. Right. <laughs> Was there any other ones to call out? I think maybe the... I want to talk about the war magic. Something. The war magic one? Okay. Yeah. So it has... It has so it has this ability that we wanted to add to the rogue where um, it adds... Uh, you get to add your intelligence modifier to your initiative rolls, which is good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it, it, it balances... Two major abilities, which is Arcane Deflection and Power Surge. Second level, uh, when you are hit by an attack or fail saving throw, you can use your reaction to get a plus two bonus to AC uh, to the attack or, uh, or against the attack, rather, or a plus four bonus to the saving throw. Um, but when you use this feature, you can't cast spells other than cantrips until the end of your next turn. Oh. Um. At level six, you gain these power surges. So right. you can store a number of surges equal to your intelligence modifier. And whenever you finish a long rest, your power surge resets to one. Um, whenever you successfully end a spell with dispel magic or counter spell, you gain a power surge as you know, you're like absorbing their magical power. And then once per turn, you, when you deal damage to a creature or object with a wizard spell, you can spend a surge to deal 
extra force damage equal to half your wizard level. Um, but it's like, okay, so I'm going to use Arcane Deflection to help save me, but now I can't cast Counterspell or Dispel Magic on my next turn to gain power right. surges. Or, okay, I have power surges, so now I'm so now I'm using uh, at level 6, okay, I use a power surge uh, to my fi- make my Firebolt do an extra 3 damage. <laughs> I think I jumped through all those hoops. Now, I, I think what they meant uh, for this class is like, okay, going into combat, I'm going to go first because my bonus to initiative, I'm going to cast hold person, and I'm going to keep that concentration and then do other stuff. Right. So I'm I'm just going to use arcane deflection to save myself, and then I'm just going to use cantrips and things like that. But it just like, to me, this is kind of what I'm talking about by like, okay, so this class tells me not to cast spells at it. aren't i a wizard yeah and i there's a couple things i wish uh it did one of them was i wish dispel magic and counterspell were exempt from the arcane deflection restriction can't cast spells right like hey at least let me dispel magic on something to gain a power surge so i can use it next turn um plus two bonus to ac is meaningless when you get to like <laughs> above level 10 uh, which doesn't happen a whole lot but like even at level 7 your your wizard with an AC of like let's say 15 with mage armor and then a giant's gonna roll against you and it's like does a 21 hit? You're like ah arcane <laughs> doesn't work right um, yeah and like the whole payoff is to deal like three damage once per turn. I'm just like, what's Not going enough. on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just that doesn't feel impactful enough, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I and I don't know exactly how to fix it, but man, yeah, because it is called the war magic. You know, yeah. like it, it, obviously it has to just be a damage thing, right? It's like it's got to be damage thing. Um, if you keep the restriction where you can't cast spells. Like basically, okay, at level like I think at level eleven, your firebolt turns into three d ten. Is three d ten plus eleven your actual spell level that crazy when you can't cast spells? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that crazy. Right. Um, now, when you get up to level fourteen, it's pretty nice because when you use arcane deflection, you get to up to three creatures within 60 feet of you, your choice, take force damage equal to your wizard level. So just as a reaction, you can be like, okay, all you, like, everyone's going to take seven damage from my arcane deflection and then seven damage from my power surge. Like, now you're kind of just constantly dealing damage. But, like, man. Right, your damage is more spread out, but it's there. I think this would be cool, like, if it gave you, like, proficiency with, like, heavy armor. Because now if you have, like, plate armor, AC of like yeah it might fit more the theme of like the fact that you're not really a spell casting wizard you're more of a yeah yeah you're big you're, heavy like your spells are to counteract the like their spells yeah spells. yeah you're, you're you just like a crowd control spells and you're like i'm just gonna maintain concentration and yeah. help do the thing i do have one more we have to mention i thought i just i would change the class not entirely i don't know but like it needs something different which is the transmutation wizard 
Oh, yeah, the stone. The yeah, stone that. wizard. This thing is just bizarre. And, like, it's way too clunky the way it is, right? You have to spend eight hours making your namesake thing of your class that's going to get used up as soon as you used it. And then, for some reason, you have to spend eight hours again doing it. Like, what the hell? I should just just give me it. <laughs> Man, I, I, I can't spend eight hours. We don't have eight hours doing this. this so, like, it's useless. Unless you're telling me I can spend all this time. Also, it's effects that you're getting at level 6 just don't feel impactful. It's like dark vision, an extra 10 feet of movement, con saves, or... Constitution saves are nice because those are concentrated. It's nice, but I I don't know. Yeah, yes, okay, leave that one in there. (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, okay, why? Uh Like, Unless I know I'm going to be taking a whole bunch of cold damage coming up, yeah, it's just going to be like my argument for, would for sure be why not just add every type of damage because it's not saying you get resistance to all those types of damage. It's saying you get your choice. So you're only going to get resistance to a single type. Just make it. What type of damage would you like resistance to? <laughs> yeah. You can have resistance to that one type right now. And the only way you can change is if you have to you have to first cast a transmutation spell to change the type. To change the effect, rather. Sorry, yeah. you Because you make the stone, you choose the effect that it's going to have once you make the stone. So if you wanted to change it, you have to cast the transmutation spell first to then change the effect. Now, that's all kind of fun and cool and okay, strategic. Yeah, actually, that... I would leave that, a but... a lot better. Right, but I would I would change it to resistance to any type of damage of you, that you choose. But, of course, you either have to know previous or you have to cast the spell first to change the stone to that type. And then use your action to give you resistance to that. <laughs> I wish it did the thing where, actually, this might this might come up in other classes, but like it did something to your spells too, like yes, right, change the damage types. Or yeah, something. why can't I choose? Yeah, also, why can't I use my transmuter stone to say my firebolt does lightning damage this time? Yeah, something like that. I'm a transmutation wizard. Why can't I change my type of damage? Right. It feels like I can. I, I'm supposed to be able to change all types of matters. Yeah, like it, you're getting resistance to it, so it's like, oh. or or maybe, maybe maybe as like a maybe as a feat that says, uh, you know, you you can only use it as many times equal to your proficiency bonus, kind of thing. Yeah. Something. I can only change it that much. Yeah, it does seem like. Yeah, it's you're like you're never. You might be a. You might be a race that already has dark vision, so that's like off off the off the list anyway. Speed of ten feet increase. It's like what <laughs> is is, is anyone? I guess like maybe you hand or? that to your warrior and you're like, go chase after that dude. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's it's always just proficiency con saves. Um, yeah, the dark vision's useless. It should be at least dark vision to like one twenty feet, right? Like make it super dark vision. Why not? Whatever. Yeah, it's kind of useless to me. It'd be cool. So there's like a bunch of low level transmutation spells, you know, like alter self or something like that. Um, it'd be interesting if it did something kind of closer to that. So yeah, I just I just think there, like there's use it. there's adjustments you need to make here for this transmutation wizard. Because even its minor alchemy, it's it's very vague in how it can be used, and it like it intentionally makes it like worse than it should be. 
where it's saying like you can't change gemstones, which makes a lot of sense because then you can't change rubies to diamonds because that that'd be really powerful. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I uh, yeah I agree. There's definitely definitely room for improvement. Yeah, for this, I think so. All right, the next class we'll get into is the bard. Oh, we love the bards. Yes. And the bard's are pretty open. Like, none of these, I think it was what, maybe eloquence is the one that is, like, really powerful. And then the rest, like, that that one might have the argument for, like, maybe we should dumb down eloquence a bit. Yeah, this, yeah the stuff you get at level three is just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, like, this is just the most powerful thing as a bard ever? Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. The charisma checks, you basically have the rogue's level 11 ability yeah, at level, at level three. 2, 3, yeah. And then uh, you can spend... Um, yeah, and then you can basically give somebody like a minus D6 roll to any saving throw at level 3. Which uh, and level six is is the big one for me too. The, the inspiration never fails now, and yeah, the, and that's like that's like well, that's the whole thing about the bard. That's why the bard's not that great, right? Is that my inspiration seems strong, but then it just doesn't end up doing anything anyway. But now it's like okay, no, it just always does something. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, it feels much more like a passive buff than anything else. And it's yeah, like, it's just like okay, okay well, yeah, they made it way too strong now. So yeah, they might have pushed the eloquence too far, and there might be mm-hmm. some uh, some things you have to hold back on the eloquence bard but i wanted to go over uh the player's handbook ones i think lore was actually a pretty sweet option but valor yeah. seems to just fall freaking behind i even felt it was so weak that in our campaign i multi-classed because i felt that i was getting more out of the fighter class than i would ever get out of the valor class and i think i was right <laughs> yeah especially if you want to play like the support battle master Thing, which you yeah did. right which so i like, went battle master and fighter and it was just, it was way better than anything that the valor could offer and i don't know what to do about it yeah the the combat inspiration like adding adding a d6 to ac um or damage that seems like pretty decent at level three because yeah it was fine that was that was nice i liked having that ability as as inspiration uh yeah. especially the fact that you can add it to AC because you know, you know, um, you know if you have a chance. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny it says, but but before knowing whether it hits or fails, but you know your AC you know, and yeah, you know yeah. what their role was. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, funny. I'll add the AC when I can add the AC. Otherwise, I won't use the inspiration. Like, so I actually really like that ability. Um, the extra attack just doesn't feel impactful enough. Yeah, it doesn't feel impactful enough either. I think. I think. Also, I think. What I want, I want to say this too. Like that added AC goes way down when you get to higher levels. When it's like, <laughs> it hey, does. hey, does a twenty nine hit? And you're looking yeah, at your like, seventeen AC. You're just like, There's, <laughs> I'm not going to use it for this. Yeah, uh, it does. It does. It's really good at level three, and by level eight, it's useless. Yeah. Nearly useless. I agree. Um, uh, the extra attack is just not a power. and that's what I mean. The further, further you go, it's like, like I think the battle magic at level fourteen should probably be its level six thing. Uh, yeah, probably. Because Just let me cast a spell and attack in the same turn. Why not? Yeah, the the problem with, like, okay, so let's think about the six stats and where you want to put all your stuff into. It's like, okay, charisma, obviously, number one. Okay, you want to get into combat? Well, now you have to do constitution and, like, dex. Mm-hmm. So, which is fine having three, but 
it's like okay do i do i like but do i really go for decks so i can actually like, do something in combat <laughs> when everyone else is just like oh i'm doing like an extra like plus 17 damage with all these right. like feats and stuff and you're just you're like, sitting well, there with I a d a d one d8 plus two yeah exactly exactly like one d8 plus two like i feel like i should use it be an action to cast dominate person <laughs> right and then it feels really bad because with a spellcaster such as the bard if you don't have any inspirations left you find yourself casting a spell and then you have nothing to do with your bonus action even yeah so the battle magic that's so it would be hard. nice. To, exactly. Fun. Okay, I'll cast my bard spell, my impactful thing for the turn. I ran out of my inspiration, but yeah, I'll throw my weapon attack as yeah, a exactly. bonus. Exactly. I, I can have a like a crossbow or something that's yeah. ranged. I might as well I chuck in, you know, yeah. it's like the one bard class that maybe chucks in extra damage here and there from his attacks and actually yeah. does care about some decks maybe and has some combat inspiration. So I, I think that that would probably be a pretty easy fix. Like, I don't even know if you need the extra attack at all. <laughs> I think you're going to be using so. your actions to cast spells. I don't think you want to even tell them, like, you could attack twice, though. No, screw that. Your spells are more impactful. Do those. Yeah. And then use your bonus action to attack. And then just create a new 14th level for this class that uh, is even more impactful. I don't know. I don't know what, but yeah, it, something it, it, else. It could maybe be. something that can like allow you to double spell or something would be kind of cool. Double spell, double attack, something. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh, when if make if the bardic inspiration is like used for damage, you roll two instead of one. Or mm, there you go. Like, double, oh, double. Now it's, now it's doing something. Double its inspiration die. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know. Um, I picked uh, pretty much all those things we just said about the valor <laughs> i just let's just do the same thing but for the college of swords bard which is funny because it's got the exact same six level and it gets an extra attack though it, with this class they tried to push its damage more and say like no no, no now you can do damage because yeah. you're given the fighting style you're given a fighting style which is big you're given oh, the flourishes you're given the f yeah and this is where this is where i i'm i get kind of like no, I'm not confused, but it's like, okay, you could you to do... So whenever you take the attack action, first, your walking speed increases by 10 feet on the long turn. I just always love that it's always called walking speed because like you're in the <laughs> middle of a fight and it's like, but it's as if you like don't rolling, get that bonus. <laughs> it's like, hey, if you run, you don't get that bonus. If you walk, <laughs> you can. You move uh, way faster. And if a weapon attack, you make it... A, as part of this action hits a creature, you can use one of the flourishes. So it's nice that you get to decide to use one of these flourishes after you attack. Yeah. Um, so you defensive flourish, you deal extra damage. So the, these kind of work like the battle master. It, um, it is. Yeah. It's almost exactly what I built by going bard fighter. Yeah. It's, it's this class. So you roll the bardic, you, you use one of your inspirations to add, to your AC until your next turn. So that's better than the combat inspiration because it lasts for multiple attacks where the combat inspiration only is for one attack. You can do a slashing flourish. So it uh, deals extra damage to and any other creature. More, yeah. you. Or a mobile flourish. So uh, it deals extra damage. Uh, also, you could push the target five feet away from you plus the number of feet that you roll in the die. So a cool seven feet, which on five foot grids definitely matters. 
Uh, <laughs> um, you can immediately use your reaction to move walking speed to them. So if you if you're a high level bar with like a D12 inspiration and you roll 12 on this, you can push him 17 feet and then just walk right up to him without using uh, right. any more move. Um, but so my biggest problem with this is it uses your bardic inspiration to do these things. So that means you're, you're going to run out of bardic inspirations pretty fast because you can still use your, yeah, which level does fix that all that. Yes, it does fix that because you can just roll D six instead of inspiration for flourishes. And I'm like, ah, what if you just, you just had the flourishes separate eh? (laughs) all times. Um, just and, give them almost like I was saying with the 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 valor one. It's like give us the fourteenth ability <laughs> earlier. Yeah, honestly, I was thinking, um, uh, instead of a, like a die, like a whole adding a whole another dice, like a flourish dice into it. Maybe it's just like your charisma modifier. Um, at so all you, times, yeah. But you have a limited number of flourishes you can use for per uh, mm. short rest. I was gonna say because I do like the rolling aspect of it. It, it is kind of nice that like it could do one, it could do six. Yeah, that is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could be you use like like because for the defensive AC. flourish that you know that's a big difference, right? Like it could be one AC, it could be six AC, <laughs> or may, maybe to kind of solve this. You could use your bardic inspiration die, but maybe like, oh, if you use a flourish, you get to like for free inspire somebody too, so you don't feel bad ah, yeah. Like, like every time you use a flourish, also inspire someone, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that's and fair. I also think for this, um, taking a cue from Hexblade Warlocks, which allows you to use your charisma instead of Dex for damage and, and weapons. Ah, just same thing here. Use charisma instead of, instead of dexterity uh, dex or strength for damage here. Yep, that that's totally fair too. You kind of have to for these spellcastery uh, melee characters. Yeah, right? they do it with the blade singer. They do it for the hexblade warlock where they change it up. I do like that. Uh, if you've expended a bardic inspiration die, like inspire someone as well. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah exactly. I flourished. That could be inspiring. Ooh, I, I, look at that! How, look at that fancy move. Exactly. That? <laughs> so perfect. You're literally showing off to such an extent that you're inspiring people. <laughs> look, look at that fancy move. Uh, also, just a just to throw it out here too. So if you're, you, um, you gain proficiency with medium armor and only the scimitar. That's the <laughs> only sword you can use. <laughs> Can't I use anything else? No. Rapier? Get out of here. Short sword? <laughs> go fuck yourself. Maybe. You yeah, that, but. that's like an easy, easy, like character backstory thing to like. Yeah, exactly. No, okay, he knows how to use a long sword. Yeah, just say I, I would. Yeah, just be like any finesse weapon. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's an easy workaround, but that is hilarious. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I wouldn't even think twice about it. I'd be like, what weapon are you using? Yeah, sure, go ahead. You, yeah, I wouldn't even realize that this is a rule, except for yeah. specifically look reading all these classes. Is that would be like funny. so you could use the scimitar, but you're like, <laughs> is that is that a straight blade? I have no idea what to do. I, I, <laughs> How do you not cut yourself? It's so difficult. Yeah, right. Oh, man. A longsword? Gross. Yep. Um, All right. Well, the, the next class we're going to go over is the sorcerer. And this one's a little bit different than what we've done so far. Because this is the only one of those where we're going to, like, severely nerf two of the classes in specific. And they're yeah. both from Tasha's 
We talked about it just last episode when we went over the sorcerer. The inspiration for this whole, yeah. whole one. Yeah, yeah, because we went over it and we went, wait, hold on. Like, why are these two? They they just came up with them, and I think they just got to a point where they're like, we're just going to let them do anything now. Because yeah. I, at that point, I guess they assume, like, well, everyone's advanced in D&D now, so let them have access to everything. Who cares? But I think that was the wrong way to approach these classes. So we think the way these classes are designed is cool and fun. and But they gave you basically cleric level subclass where like they're giving you a billion other spells. One of the weaknesses of the sorcerer was literally that the sorcerer didn't have a lot of spells. Yeah. yeah and exactly. now they're just like, well, we're shoring that up. Here you go. Here's a billion different spells. In addition to that, they were like, and we're also going to unlock the ability to get any spell from two other classes now. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, and I think that was the kicker. If if they just gave you, like, let's look at the clockwork magic spell list. Alarm, protection from good and evil, aid, lesser restraint. None of these spells are just like, oh my god, these are so much more powerful than the sorcerer ones. But like, Right, our yeah. argument was that, like, just go with this class and get the spells yeah, that they're right. giving you. Yeah. They're not great, we agree. But the fact that you're Gotham right. is... An enormous bonus and, and, <laughs> to you being a sorcerer. And they're not, like, we're not saying they're awful either. Dispel magic. No. Now you don't have to take dispel magic. If, hey, you know what? Maybe you probably weren't going to take aid because you're just like, I don't know. I really should just take Misty Step. Now you have aid. Uh, yeah. It's Alarm is one that you might have left behind. Now you have an alarm. Have. Yeah. Protection from good and evil is just a good spell. Yeah, and protection from energy later on. Uh, the, yeah, it's it's good stuff. We would just like take a marker and just cross out the. Uh, you can replace one of the spells with any. Right. Stay in the warlock spell list, please. Be a, be a warlock. You chose warlock. Sorcerer. Sorry, you're a sorcerer. Don't choose warlock. Don't. Choose you didn't go. You didn't go warlock. You went sorcerer. So stay within the sorcerer. It's you still get plenty of choices. It's yeah. just like. You shouldn't have all of D&D accessible to you. I know we might want to, but you might be too powerful. Be balanced, you know? Try and... Uh, yeah, these and classes are already strong. And it's... Yeah, it, it kind of... It's kind of just like, oh, or, or just do whatever you want. <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't listen to us and do whatever you want. Who cares? Oh, no, no, no. I, well, yes, please. <laughs> but no, I was going to be like, oh, yeah, you like you go through all this time picking out a subclass. Like, what do I want to do? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? Like, I want to change my my uh, like stats to do this cool configuration. And then this is just like, okay, you're giving up something to to gain like your meta magic stuff. You're not a wizard, so you can't choose all these spells. It's like, but now you can. But right now you can. You can do anything. You can do anything you want. Yeah, th- and that's that's what I f- secretly think that they did. You know, at this point, they came to Tasha's and they're like, everyone knows 5e, so we're just going to let them do whatever they want. You know, like, here's, here's, here's what we're going to give you as our, at what we think this class looks like, but go, be, feel free to build it any way you, any way you want. <laughs> And like, yeah, that is fine. Um, one other thing is, I, I do like the expanded spell list. Um, yeah, but so. then they should have gone back and expanded the rest of. Them. But then at that point, you you kind of took away again one of the weaknesses of the sorcerer, which is already an incredibly strong class. Did you need to do that? Yeah, I I think it helps some. So I particularly the draconic bloodline ones, because like, man, if you want to play 
one of that the one was one that we one. talked about. You should like, yeah, definitely add something like this too, right? Yeah, because you're but, kind which of- for for each any of the dra- dragon ancestries you choose here will give you a spell that coincides with their. Yeah, and it, there's not going to be a lot, but like if you really want to play like a acid damage type, like you're, it's like oh, there's like no spells that do that anyway, and now you have to use your few spells that you get to take those, and now you're just like, ah, well. Especially, and it would that. especially be painful, too, if it's not part of the sorcerer spell list, but it is on someone else's spell list. And you're yeah, like, exactly. Like, why, why does the wizard have a good acid spell, and I don't? Like... Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, ah, that that would be cool, like, if I could get Call Lightning, which is like a druid spell, but like, nope, don't get it as a sorcerer one. Um, like, they at least, spell. what, they probably get Cloud Kill, right? I think that's an acid one, isn't it? Oh, no, that's poison. That's poison. But yeah, it's like, I think with the elemental ones, it's because it's like your class abilities kind of push you towards choosing these spells, which limits you even more artificially than it's like, I I really can't take haste and counterspell and fly because I need to take these, I need to take these uh, lightning spells. Right. Uh, lastly, we'll talk about some Warlock. Uh, and th- this is one that, there was just like a clear choice to me, where when we went over this class, I was like, what the heck did they even do here? <laughs> yeah, it's like, we realized, like, these are all kind of good because the Eldritch Invocations lie outside subclasses. Yeah, well, yeah, because the yeah. subclasses, there aren't really, there's not that much to the subclasses, to be honest. Yeah, right? it's it's kind of like... Again, a lot of these spell cast, full caster, or I guess, yeah, technically warlike, I guess it could be a full cast, could be considered one, but it's just like, yep, pick your spells, and then here's a little subclass stuff to, uh, to kind of help you along the up. way. But yeah, because they always give you the expanded spell lists in all the warlock subclasses, mm-hmm. and yeah, the, this one I'm not going to argue against, too. The, I, this expanded spell classes to me are like, they're just a bonus, like, like whatever, like just take them, they're there, cool. We're good to go. Uh, I'll take them. It's just the rest of this, and, and I'm specifically talking about the undying the hexblade. Warlock. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, hexblades are they're they're one to argue that it, it's level one should be nerfed and probably bumped up to like level two or three so that people don't just level one hexblade all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the the undying warlock because they already had an undead warlock subclass, yeah. which was a good subclass. The undead one, we're like, yes. Yeah, it was an incredibly cool subclass where you can like turn into a necrolich and do a bunch of damage and stuff. This one is horrid. This undying one. It, it, it lost all sense of self. It has no idea what it's trying to be. Its abilities are useless. It has an ability that's just like, you don't need to eat food. Yeah. Is that and, is that helpful? <laughs> and, and this, this is beginning at 10th level, too. <laughs> and that's a 10th level like, one. I can't wait to level up. What am I going to get? <laughs> Brett, I want I want you to right now tell me exactly how many times oh I was just like, God. well, you guys didn't explicitly tell me that you ate dinner today. That's one level of exhaustion. Yeah, you're all exhausted now. Gotcha. Sucks to suck. Yeah, I don't think people do this rule at all, it is a rule in D&D that if you, you don't eat or drink, uh, you are technically uh, going to get exhausted. I don't think anyone does that, for the most part. Not yeah. that I've seen. It's, it's a, the exhaustion mechanic is more of a, like, ooh, you're in, like, 
the cold tundra of the north. And yeah, like the cold the, winds. You, there's like they're gonna force it upon you anyway. So yeah. it's like it wasn't like gonna be your class isn't gonna magically save you from that. Yeah, and, and it's kind <laughs> of like a a, a a bullshit wrangler. For, <laughs> if people can find a way to not have to take long rest and just be like, oh, I'm just gonna do this crazy nonsense, and be like, well, you have to take long rest at some point, and. Uh, this is this is one of those things, but like, also the thing that's kind of dumb about this is that you don't need to sleep, but you still require rest. But it doesn't say that you can't be forced to sleep because a uh, elf has that thing like you can't be forced to sleep through magical means. Um, the there's also an as, it's aspect of the moon or something. It's an eldritch invocation that it, that does this mm. um, that you don't need to sleep. And you can't be forced to sleep. So this is just like, you might already have this ability <laughs> by picking up just a normal Eldritch Invocation. That's part of your Yeah, they just, they have to change the 10th level entirely. And I think they even need to add some more to uh, the first level. I mean, it, it's good against undead things. So if you're in an undead campaign, it's actually pretty sweet. Uh, because they undead can't try and hit you. Otherwise, they have to make a wisdom save or they fail. It's like they, you cast Sanctuary on yourself. <laughs> yeah, just for um, undead. Uh, for undead. That's that's kind of cool, but you more should be added to that. You can't just get spare the dying and have sanctuary against undead. Something else needs to be in there that does something for you. Yeah, I feel like this level six ability should be the level one ability. I like the level six ability a lot. I was going to say, uh, I think that's really fun. Where like. All you have to do, when you die, if you just make a single saving throw, bam, you pop right back, back up. up. Yeah. That's really sweet. I think that that's a really good... You're an undying warlock. That sounds sweet. Yeah. And yes, I, I went I, down easy, but bam, I pop right back up easy. And I love the little change, because this kind of sounds like it's like the relentless rage for the barbarian, but that prevents you from going down. This one is like, no, you're dead, and then you come back to life. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. And I, w- I will say, too, I think um, what it should say, too, is if you use Spare the Dying on someone, I think it shouldn't use up the, f- the, the feature. I think it it, it it just pops them up. Because Spare the Dying is not like an overpowered spell yeah, or by, it's a, cantrip by it's any a means. a touch cantrip. That a touch away. cantrip that makes them a, a saving throw. I think that it would be fine to say that this class gets to Spare the Dying to pop up their party member. Yeah, fine. <laughs> and I wish instead of your con modifier, because again, you're you're a charisma. warlock. Yeah, it was either charisma or like your level or something. Because that way, at level fourteen, it'd be like, oh, okay, I got twenty. You get some good health back. Yeah, that'd be cool. One um, d eight plus your spe- plus your warlock level. Yeah, that'd be fine to do that. But that, that's not changing the class too that's much for what it is. It's just I would add one thing to level one. I would uh, say that if you stabilizing creature with spare the dying does not use up the feature and then uh and then give you another level to a different level 10 because the 10 is useless this is what i want level 10 to be i want it to be after you you can like use spare the dying on an enemy and then you get it as like a skeleton or a zombie kind of like your undead like the necromancy undead thralls Mm. so you can like raise the people who you've slain so basically, we're, we're, we're going to make this class the super spare the dying class. Basically, we're going to say spare the dying is a really powerful spell now that's a cantrip for you. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Awesome. That sounds cool. Sounds sweet. 
you're an undying warlock, so you spare the dying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I like that a lot better. So there you go. That's the undying warlock. The rest of them were pretty good in the in the warlock uh, class. So yeah. none of the other ones. Maybe yeah. the uh, the great old one might need a little bit of help. Yeah. I think yeah, I think you're right. Like because that one's got some really cool flavor and just doesn't kind of get there with its um, what was the entropic ward is like really cool, but for some reason only gets used once and then doesn't come back. And you're like, well, like, what? <laughs> kind of feels like I should be able to use that more than once. Yeah, and like man, the the like the genie is so crazy and the hexblade's so good. It kind of makes these like great old ones or. I don't know, like the celestial feel like a little underwhelming. Um, but uh, the, I think the warlock class does the best at making all these feel different mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like the celestial, I even, I know I just said something bad about it, but like you get these like really, it's really cool, like healing pool that you can use. Uh, the fathomless, you get like tentacles are like your main mechanic now. Uh, like yeah, the, the genie is, cool. is, is like you're, you have a literal, like you have a lamp that you can go into. They do a really good job with the warlock to, to be like, it, it's easy for, if you play a wizard, no matter what subclass you choose to be like, yeah, but I'm still just playing kind of a very similar character unless i actively choose to pick different spells these subclasses it's like no i'm playing a hex blade that that's way different spells than if i'm playing the <laughs> fiend or you know the fathoms which was our point too on those sorcerer classes and like don't just make your like you shouldn't be able to just choose anything forever yeah because then all of them are going to look the same. Just choose all the best crap. And, and it's like, come on. Well, now your subclass means nothing. You're just just yeah, you're meta right. sorcerer. You, just, you Basically, you just took the metamatic adept feat like five times. And you're a wizard now. I told you all, uh, when I was talking about that class, like I wouldn't even allow that crap. That is it's like <laughs> class balance, man. You don't need to be super mega double extra sorcerer. Regular I, sorcerer is powerful enough. That's my name. <laughs> extra. It's super mega double extra. <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. We've made it through now all the ones that we've covered up till this point mm-hmm. uh, of what we would change. Uh, so that was our class rebalanced part one. Uh, we'll have a part two after at the end of when we get through all of them. So we'll see you in two years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Feels like it. I don't know. It takes us a while. Again, we do them every other D&D episode, which again like is, is basically month. once a month. Yeah. Yeah. So if we got another, what, six or seven to go, it will take us to the end of the year. So it might be mm-hmm. like our Christmas episode will be uh, Class Rebalance Part 2. So Stay look tuned. forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> look forward to it. Uh, what about next episode when we go back to Magic? What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about win cons and commander. Um, Before ever telling you how to build a deck, we're going to tell you how to win, <laughs> how to, how to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, but like, I think win cons are. Kind it's of, a different subject entirely. Yeah. So, and it's it's probably the most like I don't want to say controversial aspect of a deck because like how many should you put in there it depends on the style yeah, of your deck. I know it's what like is you can't a win con. 
What does it mean? Yeah. I guess we'll have to mention when we do do a deck building episode how many should you include. But it's it's hard to say the definitively like this card is a win card. Like yeah, right. that one. Exactly. It's like, okay, does it actually win you the game? I mean, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, like, maybe after six turns. I don't know. Yeah, some people will describe win cons things that just provide immense advantage. Like, I'm sure someone out there is going to be like, um, Cyclonic Rift. Cyclonic Rift. That's, some, that's my win con. <laughs> for, uh, my the, win con? Uh, yeah, right. The Draw Two Sphinx. It's Consecrated, Consecrated Sphinx. Sphinx. Like, that's my win con. It's like, I mean, no. it's card advantage. It's cards. <laughs> and more cards will help you win the game, but it's I wouldn't classify it as a like a win con. I mean, it is like right. a large flying sphinx. So. <laughs> All right, how about next time we get to a D&D episode? I think we are going to get back to class reviews because we didn't do one this episode. That's so true. what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the monk. Ooh, one of the, baby. Uh, it's probably my favorite martial class, I think. Really? Monks are fun. Yeah. Wow. Now, I think it might be my least favorite. Ooh. Ooh. So maybe you'll have uh, some Different. work to do yeah. to convince me. Yeah. Have a lot of work to do. <laughs> a lot. You have I've a ton of work to do. Yeah, I think they're very uninteresting. At least, it's, mostly I think it's because they're subclasses. I think there's none that I'm like, woo! I think they're all like, meh. <laughs> I could see that, yeah. I, I, the base class, I, I think Monk is cool, but then I look at all of subclasses and I'm like, I don't know how I would want to build. So we'll see what I end up building when we go over it, because yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with the thing. Yeah, I'm definitely... Uh, a, it, like, with the Warlock, I got the most excited by, like, the Hexblade when I first saw it. With the Monk, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this is cool. I love this the, the martial arts parts of, of, of the... Uh, of the main class feature. So that could be true. Yeah. The, the, right. The base class to me is like, wow, that's, there's some cool stuff here to do. And, and, and then I looked at all the subs and I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. might have to, might have to uh, class balance a few of them. Wink, wait, wink, <laughs> wink, uh, wink. No, it's not. <laughs> that's, a, that's our thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's go partying, I guess. Let's go back to the party. Now that we've right. balanced everything. Now that everything's in balance. This party is a balanced party. This is a p- party for all people. And all you listeners out there, party on! Party on!